Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So I think I was thinking about MLB storylines. I mean, it's it's boring to talk about the standings all the time, but we are finally at the point where the run differential has actually sort of normalized. You think so? So we're, we're, close. we're actually looking at the teams that we know are going to be playoff teams. With with run differential, I would say. So like teams like, and I think it actually bears some interesting things out. Like the thing that I find interesting is that the Red Sox have a positive run differential. So they should be mm-hmm. second in the AL East and they're just, you know they're they're on kind of a unlucky streak. They're doing what they're supposed. Over the last ten, they're seven and three. So that's probably a little bit better than they should be doing. I would say they're they're starting to move themselves in the yeah. in the right direction. If the run differential is to be believed, the Mets are there. <laughs> they're they're getting there. Yeah, the Mets are making yes. it happen. And then the Marlins are actually the unluckiest team in baseball. Basically, positive run differential and way underwater. Seven games under five hundred. Yeah, it's, yeah. So the the Red Sox and the Marlins are the, are are the two teams that are struggling. Wow, that really seven games plus ten run differential is is pretty wild. Yeah, it's 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 a crazy one. I mean, I'm actually you know I'm a, I'm talking around the fact that the the AL Central Your division freaking White Sox minus forty five and they're five hundred. But so this is so the, take the NL West story and then put it here and then you realize oh yeah. The fact that they're they're only five games back and they have a negative forty five, they're going to regress to the mean as well because they're a good team, and they could sure pass your team. I know, I know. So we'll see. I think I I was interested in just just realizing like oh the run differential has mostly sorted itself out at this point. Fantasy number one tracker, uh, number one pitcher Shane McClanahan, number one batter Aaron Judge. Surprised by either. No, before the season, you know, we went through this with Alec Manoa, who was not number one. And I, I was kept on looking at him, too, preseason. I was like, yep. I really like Shane McClanahan. He's going to have a really good year. And then for all of the like pitch, in it, pitch count, et cetera, for Manoa, Rays are going to be, I know, are going to be even more um, limiting. So I actually am a big McClanahan fan. Wow, he could be on pace for 15 wins. That would be pretty incredible. It, that would be incredible. Actually, if you got that. Yeah, because we're basically at like a third of the season. You could multiply everything by three for pitchers more or less right now. That'd be 240 <laughs> strikeouts for him, but only 150 innings. That could be interesting. I mean, he's, he's not going to like, he's not going to get more than 100. And, is, does he get more than 160 innings? I don't think so. No, this is why I don't, I don't own any shares of him because I looked at him and was like, this is going to be great. And then... He, he won't be there head to head it's like you don't want him yeah absolutely um and then on the batting side Aaron Judge up to uh, 18 home runs uh yeah that'll so I'm gonna say that he uh has not hit the IL yet <laughs> has not done his obligatory stay on the IL yet I think that's right I mean well yeah he hasn't right so I think but you're that does say a lot about um about sort of what we expect 
from Judge in terms of uh, production. <laughs> yeah, I, he's going to be real. He's going to be top. I mean, if he somehow avoids the IL this year, I, I mean, he could break fantasy records, right? But I don't think that's going to be the case. <laughs> it's not the case for him. Uh, and we're going to get into this deeply, but uh, really quick off the top here, TGFBI accountability. I'm at 444. You're at 420. We're, I'm going the wrong direction. We need to and do I, some, uh, some workshopping. And finally, the fantasy season has started in earnest, I would say. There we go. We are in it now. If I look at our year-long calendar that we've put together, Obi-Wan Kenobi's premiere uh, on Friday with two episodes. There's six in total. Uh, I really think this kicks off our, our big fantasy season. It, it, it does, and... I, I, you've you've given me two points to talk about, and I'm glad because that was number one was the number one thing I wanted to Obviously. say. Needles, needles is here. Flea, needles of Back to the Future frame fame. I, see, I think of him as a nihilist number two. <laughs> also, <laughs> that's to me. If you like, what's a role that Flea's been in? It's that one. If you go to his IMDb page, he's supposedly most known for the 2017 film Baby Driver and his role Eddie, which I didn't see. So, I have seen that. One, I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that either. But uh, you know, good for him. I'm I'm impressed. He's getting that work in, and this is like a real role. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's sort of like um, um, Bill Burr coming in. Yeah, yeah. In, in Bounty Hunter. Oh, that's like, a great comp. That's a great yeah. comp, actually. Yeah. My second point here. A good question. What is lost, if anything, with, with knowing the ending? Obviously, Princess Leia... Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Princess Lips. Leia gets abducted in episode one. But it can't end badly because obviously she... So, obviously she's fine. Obviously, Obi-Wan Kenobi is fine. Yeah. Things that I did find interesting, though, I thought that it was... I thought that the way that they spun it now that... Leia had no clue who Obi-Wan was before this rescue is interesting. Yeah. Because so what they're actually getting to stitch together in the storyline is how does Leia go from not knowing this person to you're my only hope, <laughs> right? One of the canonically most famous lines in all of yeah. moviedom. And and how do you do that with it being like a vaguely she doesn't know him doesn't know him i mean like you don't ever really get this sense that leia did know obi-wan yeah but i guess it's vague enough that she could have as a kid i mean there are people that i met when i was 10 that i don't remember yeah exactly well that's exactly what i'm picturing i was thinking that in that like the video where they're talking we're actually talking to him um in the, <laughs> the <laughs> i have this thing that i shouldn't have yeah the, is a beacon to me yeah 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 <laughs> the uh the the mother the, the adopted mother makes it make it seems a lot like leia in in episode four yeah i think she talks. i think that's right i think that's one of the things that i'm really it's really interesting it's really making Halderan a place yeah absolutely i think i think they've done a really good job in the two episodes that we've seen so far i've actually been very pleasantly surprised and i'm I'm happy that they chose to mini-series this instead of a movie. I, yeah, but at the same time, I'm watching it, and I'm like, 
could we have just cut 20% of probably 50% of this and just have have a movie well you'd have a th- let's say let's say okay so it's probably going to clock in at four and a half hours in total right because we're at an hour 15 right now oh less than that yeah it's okay so 30% thir- three three and a half hours so let's say you do cut 25% even that gets you to long theatrical but acceptable movie okay maybe a little bit of whiplash because you are moving around quite a bit here at this point. It's good. I mean, that's that's how a good movie is. You put more in the transitions. What more wipes? Like, was there a single wipe? No, we need Star that. Wars wipe. We need Star Wars wipes. What's going on here? Where is a, a crescendo from John and uh, a wipe? That's what makes it not 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 feel quite as Star Warsy. All right, let's TGFBI deep dive. Both of our teams need what I can just conservatively call massive corrections. Uh, so let's see what we can do. And, and the way that I want to start is actually a positive sense here. We have some tools that we've developed over a number of years to just diagnose what's going on with our teams. These are super basic. They rely mostly on data mining. So the main tool is what is the distribution of all of the teams in TGFBI look like in each category? And you can do this in, you can do this collapse dimension by dimension, which is each, just look at the one dimensional distribution of each category. Or you can do this in 2D where you look at what is the, where essentially you're trying to add the covariance in by I, and we'll get to that in a minute. But let's start with the one dimensional things. Positive sense here. I want to know how do you build a top 10 team? So I've shared with you the top 10 points teams in TGFBI and where they lay on the background distributions for each team and I have some takeaways here Uh, I'm curious what you have at your first glance you've seen this never before fresh and new right now I think well I mean I think the number one thing that I'm I don't know why I'm looking I I, I sort of I've came to it and I also see it saves looks very odd and and um, man it's winnable it's winnable this year Saves. You can come back from being down and saves. It seems pretty clear. Well, that's good for you. Uh, both. Yes, so I will. I need that. I, that is one of my highlights. Is that in the small number counting categories, the ones that I'm really interested in looking at all the time, which is saves and stolen bases. You're fine. You can come back from either one of these. You do not have to be yeah. elite in either to be leading. Yeah. Here, to be a top team. I think team. saves, well, saves you can come back a little bit easier than stolen bases because stolen bases, the players just don't, they don't just like pop up until they just don't, the players get stolen bases don't just like all of a sudden, sh- like it's not just like you're trolling the waiver wire. It's like, oh, here's a guy that's going to be able to yeah. steal 20 bases the rest of the way yeah. until you hit when the, all the, um, all the kids come up in September. That's the only, that's the only way. Or when a team buys, you know, a Terrence Gore style specialist and you have to burn a roster spot to just be like, I'm going to try and get a bunch of these. I'm going to get this. Like Royce? Royce is that guy. Yeah. Is Royce going to steal a bunch of bases? Royce could, Royce could be that guy, but you probably missed the boat on Royce already. Just, speaking, every, Royce. just speaking globally. One. One has, One missed, has missed the, the boat on Royce. If you do not own Royce Lewis in TGFBI, you will not. Um, okay. So, but actually, if you zoom out and squint at this, you don't need to be elite in any one category to be at a top 10 team. You actually, it's much more important to have a balanced attack across oh, that, okay. all of the categories. Good point. Yeah. 
I think that's actually the the single most important takeaway that I've gotten from that. Uh, th- really, no one is elite in anything. The only thing that happens to be elite is wins for the absolute number one team. Yep. Is just cleaning up. But otherwise, it's all balanced attack here. Well, I think what's interesting here as well is that you're showing purple is purple is best, right? right? Um, usually we see innings pitched and at bats directly correlating with the success in this in this league. At bats is yeah, the be- the best teams have have close to the top, if not the top, and then innings pitched not as directly correlated. I like you're I I would be best scared teams. if I was this mid team that doesn't have that many innings pitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're gonna. Yeah, they can probably fall out, but it's not pitching. Isn't quite as directly correlated right now. Maybe by the end of the year. Yeah, I think your point is right. There might be still some more variance in the pitching than there is in the in the hitting. Yeah, I mean, we we have one of the teams in the top ten that has still has a whip under one. Like, I'm sorry, that's insane. There's like, there's no way. <laughs> <sighs> you cannot possibly put that together for the season. While also being competitive in the other categories. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So some something has to give. I mean, I I don't know. I, I just think I just th- I was su- sort of surprised because I was I made this plot. I was looking for like, okay, tell me that tell me your secrets. What do I need to do? And it's the same thing that it always is, which is okay. You got to get a ton of at bats, and you're gonna be better. You have to be on the right side of the innings pitch distribution. Yeah, and the other things just kind of have to fall into place from there but you don't have to you don't have to drive yourself nuts going for the small number categories and you don't have to drive yourself crazy trying to be elite in any one category so those are the those are the important takeaways to no me. yeah so let's look at my team so, for a minute <laughs> okay let's look at yours what do you got uh immediate problems in comparing to the comparing to the elites i'm Fifty well percent too low on at bats. Twenty twenty percent too low on at bats. I mean, mm-hmm. and honestly, I think nothing for me changes until I fix that. I'm obviously, I'm also well on the wrong side of ERA and WHIP. Much harder to correct those. At bats is where I just have to. I broke my cardinal rule of TGFBI, which is just maximize the number of at bats, and I'm paying for it right now. I I'm I'm paying for that too. I have a couple of. I've had a couple of problems with that, and um, yeah, but yeah, you, you need to get more at bats. I think that's pretty clear. Pitching wise, you're getting the right number of innings pitched. You're well within the median distribution, but that's with middling, not below middling production on ERA and WHIP. Yeah, and not higher than average K's. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm paying. I'm even paying for it on K's. Like you, I would should be, at least be over the bump over the median bump on K's if I'm over the median bump on innings pitched and I'm not. <laughs> and that's I know. I mean I have to have the same issue. The same thing's Man, true for I, wins for my team, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, why aren't you getting more wins? I'm also Wow, that's a, such wins is such a weird I'm also in a horrible tail on average, which is crazy. So Ugh, yeah, you're so far behind. It, and you're behind. I mean like this is gonna be a huge climb. There's nothing you, I I mean honestly this is the question is is it time i mean i there's no problem with me getting low average mashers at this point i should pivot yeah, my team into low average mashers because i'm at 210 a third of the way through the season 
you don't come back from that. Like I'm not going to be elite. There's no way to get my average up to 250, which is the canonical mean in in this league. Uh, yeah, I'm just like okay. So I think I'm at the point where this is how I would die. This is how I'm diagnosing my team and how I would recommend that somebody in TGFBI diagnose their team. Right? Look at this and try and figure out the categories that you can already punt on essentially <laughs> if you're at, at our place uh -huh. and figure out what to do with that and for me it's average i should maximize at bats screw average try and move the home run distribution up rbis runs obviously pitching i'm just going to stay the course it's a lot of work assume that you're going to regress to i'm going to assume that i regress to the mean i had a terrible week that way yeah yeah I, I would say i'd say that's about right you have the bones now your team you're in a different scenario than i am um, on some level, but you had a you did have a massively hurt week because I your ERA and whip came pretty freaking close to mine. In fact, your whip is worse than mine. I mean, I I need to I, I I had been sort of holding things together with duct tape, assuming that I was going to play one way, and it's just not working. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to say about your pitching. It's um, I, what, is there anything you can do to correct it? Um, Corbin Burns has been good. Yes, he's That's great. second best player I noticed. Robbie Ray has not been great, but I mean, even terrible Robbie Ray, even bad Robbie Ray is fine. Then I have a whole bunch of guys that I just need to. I have Hunter Green. I just need to give up on. It was fun. Well, it lasted. Zach Greinke is now day to day. Okay, he's done. Zach, please, Zach. I, I don't, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't like you, Zach. Ouch. Um, Carlos Rodon had a bad week, but he's been fine. And so that's Adam Wainwright is Adam Wainwright. So, and then like Ranger Suarez, I also, he and Zach, please, Zach, I just have to get rid of. I have to just quit them and I find middle relievers that are going to get help me on the ERA and whip side of it and might be able to get some saves because of my yep. saves I'm well, well behind. And that's exactly the other thing that I was thinking for you. So I think you've got to scrounge, you've got to scrounge for saves. Um, I would, I mean, I picked up Sims to sit on him for saves because he's on the IL, but presumably he's going to have that job at some point. Uh, otherwise, the Cincinnati bullpen is one to watch, obviously, for when they, they zero in on somebody. I mean, it's, it's all the standard bullpens, right? It's like Boston's got to buy a closer, first of all. Let's try and figure out who yep. Boston's going to buy as a closer. And then you should also figure out if you – yeah, so this is where it goes really fast and crumbles down. It's so like, okay, Boston's going to get a closer. Where is he going to get the closer from? And who's number two in yeah, that exactly. bullpen? Because that person's becoming a closer yep. on the whatever terrible team. So it's like Texas. You always want to watch Texas because it's like they're going to sell their number one arm and then number two is going to all of a sudden get saved. Exactly. So so I think for you... Arizona. Yeah. I mean, Melanson seems like the a big target. For you, saves is the number one thing where... And and I think saves will help the rest of your pitching as well. Like say, Like getting a guy that's going to actually reliably close games, it'll take a long time, but it'll bring your ERA down. Yeah. Maybe not your whip. You might get a, your middle reliever thought might get you a couple wins, even though you're kind of in the middle of that distribution. The one thing, bright spot, your K's are good on the pitching. K's are, well, yeah, it's just because of the number of innings pitched that I have. Yeah. I, I'm having so many, in, I have so many innings pitched, and they're all terrible. This is the first week in a while that I've had a uh, K, over a K per inning. <laughs> now, you on the hitting side, 
similar problem, low, relatively low at bats. Your team is tilted the opposite way. You have fewer runs, more RBIs. I have more runs, fewer RBIs, but we're basically kind of in the same boat here. You got a few more home runs than me. Uh, Far fewer. Oh, no, same basically the same place, stolen bases, and a yeah. and a two thirty average. So you actually have quite a bit to play with there. I should be. I had tried to get players that were going to be good average, but no. <laughs> it's so hard. Pit, playing for average is so hard, which is now why uh, you know I'm not going to. But I mean, you're. So you have twenty more at bats than I do. I mean, you're like not. You're like you don't have many more at bats than I do. So I think we could both improve there quite a bit. Do I give up on Zanino? Is it we... so? I also have Zanino, and I'm asking myself that question. Uh, I have Zanino and Hedges, and they got 19 at bats last week. I don't know what. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense why Zanino is not getting at bats. Honestly, old. I don't know. He's not, yeah. I mean, he's not that old. They can play like they've shown willingness to play him at DH. I mean, he hits home runs when he plays. <laughs> so yeah. So it's all an issue of like, mm, why is Zanino not playing? The question is, can you replace him with somebody better? There kind of are a lot of catchers right now at that like Zanino replacement level. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good that's a good target. But I mean, it's a, that's not going to move the needles really. Um. My other thing has been first base. Well, I mean, but other thing has been like keeping guys playing has been has been tough. Yeah. Um, Luis Gonzalez, I I love him. I, I think he's going to be a good player, but he's just not playing every day, and it's you can't. I have two. I mean, him and Lords Guriel. Guriel is like what? He's a platoon guy. Guriel is freaking killing me, too. I mean, the whole actually the whole Toronto lineup has absolutely crashed back to earth right now mm-hmm. like it's just not it's not you know last year you couldn't get enough of toronto batters this year i'm sitting yeah. on tapia as well in a in I got as well. yeah exactly and it's like well this isn't very good this isn't going that great no i started making progress on the stolen bases i was actually surprised um that i was as, as that close to you but it's because i got eight this week people are finally stealing that's some a, that's a monster steal well, you got Story. eight last week. You're at 19. I mean, like, wow. That's a that's. I I haven't gotten many. Well, stolen actually, bases. I mean, that says yeah. that says a lot about what you could do with with stolen bases, right? So the the average right now in TGFBI is 30. So that's what you want yeah. to be targeting if you're you know a team. You're at 19. Another week of eight, and you're well in the meat of the distribution. That's crazy. I mean that that would net you another week of eight would mean a massive move up for you in the. In the stolen base rankings, yeah, I'll see if they if they do that. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, because because remember the thing that you're trying to do now, if we if we're trying to optimize our position in TGFBI, like just trying to get a lower number, you want to pick one of these that has a very that you have a very good chance of passing a ton of people in that category, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's why I was talking about punting me on average because there's no one down in the freaking tail, so I'm not going to pass anybody no matter how much I. If I bump my average to 220, I'm going to pass like 10 guys. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah, it's, it's not going to help. Whereas, yeah, I'm like in RBIs. If I somehow yeah. push at a clip, I'm right. I go right through the middle of the distribution. Yeah. yeah. Same thing is true for you for homers, honestly. If you could get guys, I mean, if you got guys that hit home runs and started to move over the top of that distribution, that could be really good. I think that about brings us to the review session. Lucas Giolito, if you 
if you play fantasy sports long enough, you get to see the guys who are just coming up become real fantasy bona fides. I mean, Lucas Giolito is a guy where I remember hearing about it in the draft. Yeah. Like, ooh, this guy's being drafted out of out of high school, you know, for the going to do something big for the Nationals. Obviously, that didn't uh, exactly pan out as expected, but, you know. Traded for um, Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton. Yeah, yep. there it is. Adam Eaton. I was blanking on his name. Um, hey, they, Nationals got a World Series. Now Lucas Giolito is on the a team that is was preseason was the favorites to win and boy has he visited the il if you look at his transaction records uh okay uh, so yeah. yeah let's see here. lucas giolito's 2022 stats right now three and one wins and losses two six three eras started seven games 37 innings pitched 51 k's whoa nice I and like a whip of 1.27 i don't like that it's not. I mean, honestly, his career whip is one point two, so it's not that far off. That's what you, that's, that's what you could get with you sign up for Lucas Giolito. Um, wow, if you look at his baseball savant page, a lot of blue. There's a lot, a lot of, of blue. blue. So he's low percentile, even though I mean a two six ERA guy. So we're fifty one strikeout guy. So we're drafting him as blue. Robbie Ray ish because K's are like the red thing yeah. that you see here. Whiff percent, 90, 95th percentile. K percent, 93rd percentile. Chase rate, 66. Those are his only good stats, on uh, according to Yeah, it's Sabat. really... I mean, it's it's kind of wild. Cause, so what what is his strikeout pitch? Because he's not um, he's not blowing it past guys. He does have some good... I mean, watching it seems like he had some pretty good motion on some of his... Yeah. Um, yeah, his, his pitches move. Another six six guy. Not a. He's big. He's big. But he's not. But he's not like. He's not square. Um, you don't think so? Not. He's not as square as he could be. He's not Alec Manoa. No, but he's. He's, not slight. He's not Chris. Chris Sale. No, he's not Chris Sale. But Chris Sale is That's like. It's weird. He's. He looks like the kind of guy that wouldn't get hurt all the time. I know, but, I guess but he his does. Pitches, <laughs> but I think his strikeout pitches show, that he. He must be putting some torque on his body to get the movement thing. Well, they're not telling. I mean, he's he's done some weird upper body strains. Like he missed earlier this season for for an ab strain. And huh. well, actually, as I'm looking at this, it just showed a 2018 strikeout, and he looks a lot closer to Chris Sale yeah. than he does his current. That's self. my point. So maybe he was. Oh my gosh! If we just go through these random videos and watch him, and I see one, what? Watch him get bigger. Oh, 2020 weight down. Probably stressed out about the pandemic. <laughs> oh, and then 2021, a little bit more weight. Is this a weight problem thing? Uh, that's an interesting question. I mean, he's so he's had low. He had, but I mean, he's kind of just been injured all over the place. Like his left hamstring twice, uh, his his right lat once. Other things they don't tell you what's going on. I mean, he just it's just missed like drips and drabs here and there, and I don't, I don't love it. No. I've avoided him because of that in drafts. I've def- definitely avoided him. I see him and I'm like, even if he's like the guy to pick, I'm like, IL game. Lucas Giolito has... So, yeah. But this is kind of interesting because he's 27. So we've still got like what? And he doesn't have that many innings under his belt. So he, even if this year, maybe this year he like turns it around and he's like the guy. He's got room for improvement 
it's like clear things that he can improve. But if he could just be consistent, he he might be a top ten. Is there is there any chance that the White Sox move him? Sure, I think that anything's possible with the White Sox. <laughs> he might be interesting on a different. He might be more interesting on a different team. Put him in Tampa. I not Tampa. Ever mentioned McClanahan talk? I mean, he, wow. Is he gonna? Okay, here's the over under. Is he gonna get 200 strikeouts this year? Yes. Okay. Last year he had 201. Two years ago in 2019, his best season, 228. If I gave you the difference between those, 214 and a half full season, are you over under? I'm not gonna over under anything over 10. 210. Okay, 2.5. I'll give you 209.5. 209.5. Yeah. Yeah, I like think he could, he could get over I'll that. happily I will happily take the under at 209.5. That's fine. Yeah. I I'm I'm like that's as high as I'll let you go to to screw me on this. I I would honestly, I mean, <laughs> going to get 214. I would honestly go lower. So my head is like like 205 is the top 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 of his distribution for me. Uh, yeah, I think 208, somewhere between the 205, 208 is where I'd be comfortable in saying, like, I can see him ending the year 208, 209. I, I mean, he could. Uh, we're going to, we'll put it in, we'll put it in at, uh, at, at 209.5, but, you know, we'll, we'll reserve some, some style points if it's 209 or 208 <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I have never actually owned G- Lucas Chilito, and I don't no. intend to. No. Um, Maybe, maybe no. you know, tail end of career when he's really cheap. If he's still striking guys out, but I mean, if he, I mean, he's, he's kind of like, he's kind of like a Robbie Ray, right? Yes, it's. I think that you've you've uncovered the number one thing about him that we're finding is that he's he's Robbie Ray esque. And right now, he's got a whole. I mean, if you're looking at baseball savant, you're like, how has he got a two point six three ERA with that? And if I'm I'm looking at fan graphs here. His left on base percentage is ninety three point four. Jeez, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, that's why his, that's why his, his ERA is um, so low this year compared to his his <laughs> career. His ground ball percentage is thirty four point nine, which is I guess sort of what he he got last year. Home run to fly ball is a little bit high, but his um oh I guess his BIP is three thirty three. Whoa! Oh, I well. You know, so I, I guess it's a mixed bag again because his ex-fip, his um, what is that? Feeling independent, expected fielder yeah. independent pitching, um, is two point eight nine. So this is closer to where he's at, even though his FIP is three point six nine. So his his home runs, if he gets his home runs down to his historical average of thirteen percent home run to fly ball, and he gets that bad BIP down. I guess maybe he could he could stay elite. I don't know. This is question marks on question marks. I just here. don't see him being appreciably different than Robbie Ray, and he's very expensive for that. Yeah, we haven't talked about Robbie Ray. No, yet. no, because no one's drafting Robbie Ray in the top fourteen, right? I mean, this is like he's the he's the thirteenth or fourteenth pitcher off the board this year, Giolito. So this is just going to be a whack a mole player where it's like this year he's an all star for the first half. And then he falls apart. And then next year he's terrible in the first half, better in the second half. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the second half. I mean, this is a guy where we should actually check in on him at the end of the season and like see mm-hmm. how he did. Yeah. One year he wins a Cy Young randomly, and you're like 250 strikeouts. No, 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 that I mean, 20 he's, wins. He's a guy who could he could, do who it. could pull a Cy Young out of nowhere. Yeah, he's got all the talent. 
All right. Well, I this is this is an interesting this is an interesting guy. Um, we totally endorse you ignoring him. hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. I'm way on board with that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who are we doing next week? Sandy Alcantara. Nice. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah!